And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney and a partner with the law firm of Mauk and Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. Is it likely that the next generation of lawyers and lawmakers will promote biblical truth in our government? Well, today we will be speaking about this topic with Dr. Frank Galuza, a professor of government and the dean of academic affairs at Patrick Henry College in Virginia. Dr. Galuza also serves at the college as the pre-law advisor, coaching mock trials and moot court teams. Uh, and ad-libbing, I just would note, they have done very, very well in those competitions. Patrick Henry College exists to glorify God as the source of all truth and to educate students in this truth throughout the entire curriculum. Dr. Galuza, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rich. There are so many uh, thoughts that I have as we begin our uh, interview here. I am a homeschooler. I had six kids and we homeschooled for 10 years. Uh, I know the pluses and the negatives. I'm also the attorney that uh, has been Homeschool Legal Defense Association's regional attorney here in Illinois. And so I know a little bit of the background of the college. Uh, In our talking, I understand that about 70% of your student body is actually from homeschools. I think that's right. It may be a little higher, but um, probably at least 70, 75% are uh, homeschoolers. Well, t- uh, I, okay, so my question, first question, are you a homeschooler? No, uh, I don't have any children, uh, but my, my younger brother homeschooled his children and um, helped me become a little bit aware of this larger homeschool movement in the United States. Um, I work, worked really closely with um, Mike Ferris when he was... Uh, um, at the chancellor at Patrick Henry and work pretty closely with uh, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. They're in our building. Um, and so President Mike Smith is a good friend of mine. So uh, I've been fully impressed with the way um, really the parents uh, invest their time into their kids. And I'll have a kid who's a national champion in Moot Court walk past a piano practice room and listen to the kid playing, and it turns out it's the national champion in the court. So there's just a wide range of things that those kids learn because of the uh, commitment of their parents. Well, I uh, loved the homeschooling that we did in our home, and it uh, at great cost to my wife particularly. Um, she prepared and worked really, really hard. One of the things I love about homeschooling, and certainly in our homeschooling, I remember my son at six years old uh, was learning math by spreading out the Chicago Tribune every morning on the uh, porch and reading the baseball stats. We found that was a way he was interested in that deeply. And um, so our, our approach had always been find out where these kids are interested and be able to tailor the education to uh, those kinds of interests. And we found it was a very, very successful pattern. 
Tell me a little bit about this. College. I can't think of a better way to learn math. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and he's really good at it, and he, he did very, very well. So, um, tell me about uh, Patrick Henry. How did it start, and and uh, what are you guys doing? What's the vision of this school? I think Patrick Henry started in the mid '90s with a vision by uh, by Mike Ferris and others who wanted to have a school that uh, ideally was as the equivalent of an Ivy League education where students could come in and be unashamedly believers in Jesus Christ without having faculty go after them, uh, other students, um, uh, you know, take them on. Uh, One of the stories that, and and then of course, um, that students having received that education might step into the the battles uh, that people are facing over religious liberties uh, in the United States and, um, you know, to be involved in helping to turn America more towards, uh, biblical truth. So I think both of those aspects are true. One story that Mike tells that he doesn't tell all the time, and I wish he would, was he kind of had a hero back in Washington state, all state athlete, all state academic, you know, powerhouse, went to an Ivy league school and people went after him about his faith. Uh, and somebody offered him a joint, so offered him some drugs. And Mike told the story that he left at about, you know, six foot, 200 pound athlete. He came back about 145 pound junkie. And Mike usually is pretty optimistic in his stories. And so I was waiting for the happy ending. And he said, like, in two years later, he died. And I think that always stuck with Mike to provide, with an impetus for providing a place where excellent students could go, and people may, we might fight in-house about reformed theology versus gifts of the Spirit and all that, but they're all going to be fights within the family. No faculty member is ever going to go after a student uh, because of his or her faith. And so I think that's primarily why Patrick Henry started, to do that and then to, you know, maybe the, the, the next president of the United States or the president of the United States in 2045 might be a PhD alum and be sworn in by the Supreme Court Justice, Chief Justice, who's a PhD alum. And so I think there was that kind of ambition and faithfulness to the Lord that started the college. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malkin Baker. If you missed part of the episode or want to hear previous Lawyers for Jesus interviews, visit MalkBaker.com. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today, we have been speaking with uh, Dr. Frank Galuza, professor of government at Patrick Henry College, and we're talking about the role of this college as a Christian college in our culture today. So why did you choose the name Patrick Henry College? I I mean, this was before I came to the school, and I'm guessing it was because of Patrick Henry, stalwart defense of liberty, um, we've got a sign, you know, when you come onto the college campus for Christ and Liberty, and I'm guessing that's why Patrick Henry was uh, uh, the name of the, the the namesake for the college. Well, Liberty is a loaded word, as you and I know. What do you mean yeah. uh, by the term Liberty as it's taught at the college? The way we're teaching it, I think, is very different from a libertarian model politically. Uh, we're wanting people to uh, to be free to make choices uh, politically, to make choices on how they raise their families, uh, to protect parents 
uh, right to raise their children, um, but with under the direction of of the Lord, I think you know we would try to fit everything that we do under the umbrella of the Lord's teaching, biblical teaching. If we can't, then it probably shouldn't be there. So it's 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 a liberty, uh, but a liberty with under without you know unfettered license uh, to do whatever one wants. So it'd be directed by biblical truth. You are teaching classes in government. So if if I were to take one of your classes in government, what would my course look like? What I do is talk about the foundations for the founding documents, uh, the the Declaration, and then obviously, ultimately, the Constitution. So those ideas didn't just come from someplace. So we go back and look at Plato, Aristotle, Locke, and Hobbes, the Protestant reformers, others. That's probably a little bit different. We also spend time on the Constitution and uh, uh, its contents. After that, it would look pretty similar. Um, we would have the institutions, you know, Congress and the executive branch and the judiciary and um, political parties and things like that. Um, but with an understanding that we're, we're teaching it uh, uh, with, with the idea that there, you know, the, the, the nation was founded in many respects on at least respect for, uh, if not an establishment of, of biblical truth. And uh, that that guides and directs our discussions. When you talk about the uh, Declaration of Independence, I've always looked at that as sort of the the country's uh, articles of incorporation, it, the underlying document by which we were founded and where our purposes and principles are. Um, that's not often taught anymore, in in at least in my experience. Would you agree with that, or or what's your perspective on that? I do agree with that, and, and you know, so I teach it in a sense that the Declaration of Independence is, there's one of uh, Plato's dialogues, uh, the Statesman of the Timaeus, I can't remember which one, where Socrates, who's always so prominent, speaks and then sits back and watches and makes sure that the other speakers are, are accurate and truthful. And I think the Declaration of Independence isn't a covenant, but it points to a covenant that says, look, when the king is out of line with God, that he no longer has the authority to represent us and to lead us. And I think it's there to be the guidepost for the Constitution, which is much more of the social contract uh, for the United States. So I, I take it very seriously, and we, we you know, have the students talk about that, uh, what's its role today, as opposed to just being a, a really cool ceremonial document. Um, I, think it's, I think it's got a... Uh, you know, a, a place where it's the eye looking down on what we're doing and, and, and holds us to those standards. And if that eye is looking down and holding us to those standards, how do we measure up right now? I mean, I'm pretty optimistic of, of, about America. Um, I uh, uh, do a sermon, uh, a chapel message, probably as it turns out about every four years for elections, you know, Based on the the the, the famous uh, message, it's Friday, but Sunday's a coming. And you know, I make the argument that in America, we've regularly had Fridays uh, where things Frank, let me to do be this. disastrous. Uh, we're coming up uh, on a break, so when the break is over, we'll talk further with Dr. Frank Galuza of Patrick Henry College about raising up lawyers and lawmakers for Christ. I'm Rich Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney with the firm of Malkin Baker, a law firm based in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in their legal needs. If you missed the first part of this show and want to listen online, go to malkbaker.com forward slash radio. Today, we have been speaking with Dr. Frank Galuza, Professor of Government and Dean of Academic Affairs at Patrick Henry College. And when we left off at the break, we were talking about a government professor who was uh, preaching a Sunday sermon. Frank, why don't you fill us in on that Sunday sermon and bring us up to date? Well, real quickly, I mean, the United States had to extricate the global hegemon from the country. We fought a civil war and had 100 years of apartheid after that. You know, we dealt with a crazy man with a funny mustache uh, and fighting a two-front world war in World War II. You know, and, and we're, we had a president who finally called Russia, I mean, Soviet Union, an evil empire. But we, so we've always had these Fridays in America. Um, I was in first grade when John F. Kennedy was assassinated in that decade, so was Malcolm X, and so Bobby Kennedy and Martin Luther King. So I don't know that these, while we might be going through Fridays in the United States now, I don't know that they're unique Fridays uh, or or uniquely cataclysmic Fridays. I think as long as the, the Lord has his hand on the United States, the Sundays will keep coming. You know, and in no small part, that's because of lawyers who are committed to the, the Lord, who are uh, um, helping to translate the language of the law uh, in the right direction. So let's let's take that. I, I tend to be more of a pessimist these days, so I need to, to uh, go online and listen <laughs> to your Sunday sermon. It, it would be very encouraging. There we go. However, so Patrick Henry College actually has a mandate, I believe, uh, to be part of, um, well, I hate to say it, but making America great again <laughs> in the real sense, in terms of bringing that biblical perspective and values uh, back to our society. How does that work in terms of uh, what you're doing with lawyers and, and training uh, your students to go back into society? Uh yeah, I mean, I think uh, pound for pound, we're maybe the best pre-law program in the country. Uh, about five or six years ago, we had seven kids at Harvard Law School, and the whole student body is less than 300. Um, we've had uh, uh, now in the last several years our third this year, and then soon I think the fourth clerk for the Supreme Court. So what ends up happening, I think, is that the, the overall curriculum at the college um, prepare students to, to go to outstanding law schools, the Harvard and Yale and Columbia and UVA and Duke and Georgetown. Um, and you would think, I mean, I, I knew when I came there as a pre-law advisor, we would get kids into good law schools, but I didn't know that they would cluster at the top of those law schools. Um, you know, I figured some would be in the middle and some would be at the bottom, but, but the Lord's just blessed them. And I think he's blessed them through the, the classical curriculum that we use. Um, and so students, when they get there, uh, they're prepared. They argue well with others. They're taken very seriously. Um, and so that is an important part of what we, we accomplish is to, is, it, it, it just in, this is, I'm just talking about the law, but other areas would be journalism and strategic intelligence and other things where we're preparing students to go out and step into the calling that the Lord's given to them. So as I'm listening to this, I'm hearing two things. Number one, it, it's these students that are coming in who have a homeschool background. 
Um, they're well prepared when they get to college from all of the statistics that I've read. Is that, is that true? Yes. I mean, the data, the, the data shows that they test well. And so the only argument against homeschooling really was, well, that they're kind of socially diminished because they don't have to get to interact the way we did punching each other at recess. Right. I agree with that statement. I understand it perfectly. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that they really know how to interact well with adults uh, better than a lot of kids at uh, public schools and uh, even private schools because that's what they've been doing their, their whole life. And they interact with each other well, too, but they, um, there's just a kind of a, a maturity about uh, the way they, they have discourse with adults that uh, really has helped to make them successful, I think. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of Mauk and Baker, and we're talking with Frank Galuza of Patrick Henry College. And we're talking about um, preparing students to go back into society in a way that's very positive and, and brings the biblical perspective back to our society. So let's talk about these uh, students. I'm actually surprised to hear in terms of your placements, uh, let's say at Harvard, at some at Yale, at some of the other uh, esteemed institutions. Is there a bias because of Patrick Henry's uh, Christian view? I, I'm, I'm guessing that there was when the school first started. And when I came... We got, we, they had like three students at Harvard, but a lot of the students went to Regent, um, which, is a, which is a fine law school, but that's where they went. Now what we try to do is to, uh, I think the students, as they performed well at these upper echelon law schools, as their LSAT scores, you know, kind of earned them a place there, go and when they go, they just represent the school well. And so now I think when um, schools receive an application from Patrick Henry, they look at it as a, students, they look at it as a positive as opposed to something uh, that they otherwise might have held at arm's length. That's uh, uh, quite an accomplishment in and of itself. So these students, how are they prepared when they go into, let's say, Harvard or other schools uh, to deal with a very, very different philosophy of law and of life? Uh, that's so prevalent in in our um, major institutions. You know, I, I was just looking at something online today where students from elite law schools, you know, eventually arguing for a court that's becoming much more originalist or textualist, won't know how to speak to uh, Justice Gorsuch or Justice Kavanaugh and others. And I think our students go to law school um, exposed to. Um, these various philosophies. My guess, most of them would claim to be originalists. So they go with kind of a philosophy. And I'm not sure the kid who's the outstanding philosophy student from the University of Michigan has, has thought that through. Um, constitutional law is a, is a core requirement at PHC. Uh, so every kid, even kids who want to go into the arts and the like, have to take con law. And we have... Uh, Every year, about 40 or 50 kids compete in, in moot court, either in-house or in uh, qualifying tournaments and then into the national tournament. So taking apart cases, putting them together, um, putting together an argument, um, being challenged by you know, moot judges uh, is something that's kind of fun. Now, you shouldn't watch us play basketball or anything. We're not really very good at that. But, I mean, being prepared to 
stand up in a class and they say, Rich, give us the facts of so-and-so and so-and-so. And, and uh, it's something that our students get in preparation at, at Patrick Henry, um, uh, maybe more so than an awful lot of places. That's a uh, tremendous testimony for what, what's going on there. Um, you use terms that I'm not sure that our listeners all know about. What's this originalist uh, philosophy I mean, of law, and, and what are you referring to there? Basically an idea that the Constitution isn't a, a living document where judges get to almost like mad scientists, uh, you know, creating little hybrid rights and liberties, that the, the, the text of the Constitution should serve as the place where where rights and liberties come from. I mean, is there a right to privacy in the Constitution? Probably, but it's not a right to privacy that you can use to give right to or give um, uh, foundation to uh, reproductive choice in the way that we have and, you know, uh, uh, suicides and things like that. I mean, so it's basically saying you find, you interpret the Constitution through the the text and the framers' understanding of the Constitution. You know, it's interesting you say that. Uh, I kind of read the Bible in the same way, um, taking the words that are there seriously and then trying to understand the intent of the writers. Um, I think there is a great uh, parallel between uh, law and theology, and, and that's just one example of it. You I do, too. I think the Bible is the best commentator on itself, and yeah, to... to to try to see what the authors meant in the text. Uh, Dr. Galuza, thank you so much for speaking with us today. How can people find out more about Patrick Henry College? We'd love to have people inquire. Our webpage is phc.edu, www.phc.edu. And you can call me, uh, I'll give you my assistance number. Uh, it is 540-441. 8042-540-441-8042, and she'll put you through to me, and I'd be glad to talk to any prospective students or parents who, have, uh, who want to raise any issue. Doctor, thank you so much for being with us on the show today. I do encourage parents or prospective students to follow up and call 540-441-8042 or to reach them on online with uh, phc.edu. Uh, as a lawyer, I'm reviewing this and thinking this would be an excellent uh, education for students. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243. Again, that's 312-726-1243 or at maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Visit our website and subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter with legal updates or call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. And if you've missed the first part of this show or want to listen online, go to maukbaker.com forward slash radio. Thanks for listening. I'm Rich Baker, attorney at Mauk and Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. have to serve somebody Yes indeed You're gonna have to serve somebody